Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collective volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read Haikyuu, volume 21. Mm-hmm. Because if doing a Valentine's bonus episode yesterday taught me anything, it's that basketball and volleyball are Valentine's Day sports. <laughs> Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump. What did you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? I thought it was pretty good. I thought the front half was really, really good. And then the back half was... There. Yes. Certainly there. Mm-hmm. Starting out with Akanabanashi Story 49, Fetching Tea Part 3. What did you think of Akanabanashi, Kevin? I kind of liked it, but there wasn't really like a surprise here. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of like, and that's my story of fetching tea. Like, uh-huh, I, I got that last week. Exactly. I would totally agree with you. There wasn't any further twist here mm-hmm. or further insight or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like the guy who brushed her off might be more like willing to help her going forward, but that's about it. And yeah. it could have been done even without this end bit. Mm-hmm. I pretty much completely agree with you. Next up, we have One Piece Chapter 1074, Mach 3, which travels at Mach 3 in terms of information that it gives Jesus, us. yeah. <laughs> I do like the Zoro jokes about, no, Zoro, you will stay right here with Luffy, because if we, uh, you go out to find someone, who will go out we'll to find, find you? you? Yes, that was very good. Zoro being like, I don't know what they're talking about. I still love, is it, it's not, is it Water 7 or uh, the Impel, not Impel, uh, Ennis Lobby arc where he makes it to the tower first? Or am I thinking of, no, I think it's, he's the first guy to make it to the boat or whatever. There's, there's, there's one point in the story where Zoro is like the guy to make it there first. And he just like lords it over everybody else the whole time. Yep. Uh, that might, I, I don't remember what it is, but I do remember that happening. Yeah. Uh, hey, Vivi is with Morgan's. Yes. Is Morgan's the best character in One Piece with the <laughs> least amount of screen time? I'm. Yeah, he's pretty far up there. Like, I love, it's Vivi and Wapole, which, you know. Not on my ca- list of characters to show up again. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I, I I had that moment of, he's, like, I know he's not dead, but. He was like, at the Reverie, so we've seen okay. him semi-recently. We've seen him more recently than a lot of characters. Gotcha. I thought, yeah, you're right, we had seen him at the Reverie. I thought he'd been kicked out, essentially. Like I think he was, but he was still there. Okay. But yeah, and I also love Morgan's be like, oh man, the Navy's trying to assassinate Vegapunk. That's going to be super unpopular. Hey, write a story about how the Navy's trying to uh, save Vegapunk from Luffy and then extort the Navy for as much money as possible <laughs> for the positive spin. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love him being like, what? That's not how the news works. And Morgan's being like, this is exactly how the news works. I also- that isn't how the truth works, but that's not what pays the bills. I also love the implication that I assumed Vivi was with Sabo because of the news report mm-hmm. that Sabo had kidnapped her. But I love that that's just Morgan throwing the government off his <laughs> own tail yeah. is what's revealed here. Yes, Because very for good. whatever reason, he is sheltering Vivi. Yes. No, it's very good. I really liked that bit. You know, just I liked the stuff with the new pacifistas. Yeah. And Stussy just being like, uh, uh, Nika Robin just decided she was with you, right? I'm doing that. <laughs> yep I, I i'm with you guys right now and i like uh send tomorrow is just like you know what fuck it all right so pacifistas go go help luffy okay <laughs> yeah yeah ton happened this week and it was yep. all pretty good anything else you wanted to mention did kuma make it to the top of the wall this week i remember he the, 
I thought that was last week, but we definitely see him. We definitely see him. He's doing something. I can't remember if he made it to the top of the wall or not, but we see we catch more of like actual Kuma doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, and we have uh, Bonnie like living through Kuma's Kuma's memories. Yes, that's why I wasn't clear as I wasn't sure if that was stuff that happened in the past or if that is Mm -hmm. because currently her and Vegapunk are both missing. Yep. And I'm assuming it's like the reason the censors can't find him is because Bonnie has turned him into a baby Vegapunk. Yes, I assume either that or they are physically inside a memory they, via yeah, Vegapunk that, technology. That one could of be the it. Two. I could believe either one. Or they're in a, or even if they're not physically inside the memory, because we do see her actually getting like ejected from the giant floating paw. Yeah, they're probably in a room that doesn't because it's the it's a secret room. It doesn't have security cameras. Yeah, One Piece very good. This yes, week. super good. Which will lead us to Jujutsu Kaisen number 213, which also was pretty good this week. Yeah. Some of the art, like the orbital laser. Yes, that was cool. I wish we had gotten more of Angel Girl's like backstory with Megami, because we knew they had a connection, but we still that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. But when it when it happened before. And so while this makes sense, more on that would have made the moment hit a lot harder. Mm-hmm. But I do love the angel just me like, ah, there he is. Gotta kill that guy. Yeah, and she's, you know, like, Sukuna being like, oh, I can totally use this to my advantage. Hey, it's me, Megumi. I totally have suppressed Sukuna. Thanks for helping me out, angel lady. And her just being like, yay, we can, we can be together. Get an angel scream. Like, that's not him, you idiot. Stop. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us to Sakamoto Days 106 Reason. What did you think of Sakamoto Days this week? I think this is a pretty good start to their adventure. So they're going to go off on an adventure, and Sakamoto initially tries to just leave on his own. He's like, I just have, you know, my gut's telling me that this is what I need to do. And then I like that his wife shows up, and I was like, the reason that your gut's telling you that is because you finally care about people other than us. So that's why you're you're apprehensive because you care about what happens to these people, not that you think that they shouldn't come on the mission with you. Also, really good fight between Shin and Sakamoto for yeah. a few pages. Yeah, and I love his wife basically taking the car keys and being yep. like, you can have this back when you figure it out. Yep. All right, you guys need to go. You guys need to talk it out. Also, this shit, all, all this shit needs to be cleaned up by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll take us on to Undead Unluck number 146, Sasquana for three, which I just found really odd like it seems to like i understood by the end of it what was going on but it seems like i missed a like a page was missing from either last week's chapter or the start of this week's chapter because it was like we're gonna go get these guys out of the war here's a completely unrelated negator that we're going to be picking up now like that's like if we're to read the pages back to back that's exactly what would happen i would like literally be looking like did one of the is this a misprint? Am I missing a page? Like we don't even hear them talking about needing to pick up other people to pick up the people they're trying to pick up. It did seem semi implied to me, but it also yeah. just felt like I was at a point where like, wait, is this a flashback? Is this people Fuko picked up earlier before like- before Volk? Yeah, what what's going on? You know, how are we doing this? Yeah. So like I said, by the end of it, I understood what was going on. I'm like, okay, I, I I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I just felt it was like a very odd yeah. pacing thing. Which brings us to Blue Box number 88, Can't Stay Like This. What did you think of Blue Box this week, Kevin? I really liked Blue Box this week. You know, I like the a lot more of the tension. I I really like the moment 
where Taiki is like trying to trying to talk to Chie, but like just can't really get it out. And then the next morning, she had to leave early, and his mom's like, you know, here you should you need to bring her her lunch. He's like, oh, I can make a special lunch. And he's like, should I like write a message in the rice or I know I'll give her like all this stuff. And he like just fills the thing, and his mom's like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to close that bento box. He's like, what? <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I like that he gave her the uh, essentially a Kit Kat bar. Yes. That's like her favorite thing. Because uh, he was like, why is there this bag of lunch sitting next to the door? And her just being like, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. And that, that smile that she gives when she notices the Kit Kat is just great. Yeah. And he's late for the first time because he had to go get a Kit Kat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I really liked it too. Mm-hmm. That takes us on to the Elusive Samurai. That's not the correct chapter number. I read 1335. <laughs> <laughs> Kamakura 1335, which I found really emotional. Yeah. Despite not really having the right setup. Like, I didn't even realize this was where he was born until this chapter. I, I sort of knew it because uh, they mentioned that he was like, this isn't the first time the, this place has been under siege. Uh, and he knew from personal experience. He was like, yeah, but you also, you know, like this, this place was supposed to be impregnable. And literally one of the reasons why they left the building was like, yeah, but. It fell in four days the last time. Nothing to say that it won't happen again. That's true. I guess I just didn't put two and two together. I I still found the moment where they get back, like I said, real emotional. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I really like the bit where he's he's like racing up the stairs, kind of like expecting to see burnt out husks and everything. And he gets back up and like everything looks kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Last but not least, we have Mission Yuzakura family. Mission 163, Asa. Which, like, is fine. Like I've said, I don't super care for this weird direction in the arc. Yeah. I think some of the horror stuff here really lands. Yeah, I think so, too. The, um, I'm just doing this for your own good. Yeah. I'm doing this for the good of the world. Mm, no. And I do like how he's like, you know, you guys aren't ripe yet. I'll be back in, like, five to six years. So just, you know, play nice until then, but give me Sabomi, uh, and then I'll leave. And I just like how all of them are like, um, you're not just going to walk into our house and be like, hey, I'm here to steal your grandmother. Give me her over and bye. <laughs> also, I'm going to murder all of you in a couple of years. No, not murder. He needs to harvest them. <laughs> yes. Well. <laughs> I need you alive in order to continue harvesting them. Like, oh, God. He's going to body horror them. Yes. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're going to end this manga series now. <laughs> you do, it's just like, um, we're a bunch of spies. Like, no, just just straight up no. Anything else you want to say about Shonen Jump, Kevin? Nope. That'll take us into the jump card then. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything we read this week, not just the stuff we talk about every week. 19 this week, because My Hero Academia has gone away. Yeah, just left. Uh, apparently, the author has having health problems, ah. which could mean anything. So, yep. What do you have at number 19, Kevin? Cypher Academy. Okay, that, that's fair. So the, the major thing, other than the con- consistent problems I've been having with Cypher Academy 
is in like the first panel where they're talking about like one of the word games. It's like she can't use the word e. So uh, corporate alliance. I'm like that has an e in it. Yeah, I think and then it's like all translation problem. Underneath that is a little text blurb that talks about she uses the word organization here. Why didn't you use the word organization then? Like you, you have the here's the here's the you know here's the uh, here's the code phrase, and then you have the like correct word underneath it in the text box. Why didn't you just fix it? It's also only half translated. Yeah, because they do a thing where it's like, okay, this is what they want to say on the left, and this is what they actually said on the right. But they only bothered to translate what was on the right. Yeah, it's I I, I just immediately was like uh, after that first one was just like. Yeah, no, that's not that's not cool. Like, don't come up with a thing and then be like, yeah, and here's me breaking it immediately. Like, I get that that's a translation problem, but then don't fix the translation problem in an editor's note that you could have just put in the translation. Yeah. I have high school family at 19. Okay. Uh, it wasn't, like, super bad, but it did not make me laugh. And no. it made me roll my eyes. What do you have at 18? Me and Robico. Same. Blech. Yeah. One of the jokes made me laugh. I don't even remember which one now, which mm-hmm. is why I went above high school family. Uh, I do wh- wish I had a, uh, what is that, a katsu? Yeah, that'd be good. What do you have at 17? Ichigoki's under control. Same. Uh, the, the end joke actually made me laugh. But other than that, other than that, it probably would have gone on bottom. Yeah. So it was I, really bad. But then the, also remember to think that girl inside you, <laughs> if it was funny enough that I was yes. like, okay. Yeah, yeah, of of this, of this uh, sludge at the bottom, this uh, is at the top of it. Yeah. Uh, what do you have at 16? That's where I put High School Family because while it didn't make me laugh, it wasn't like the rest of them where it was bad. Oh, I I just am so tired of the high school you. joke and I'm like that's all this one is. Yeah, that's fair. The wall on it. Uh, I have the peas at 16. Okay. I, we're going to now die flashback about Lucky's <laughs> Peach. Who asked for this? <laughs> Does anyone know what the peas is? <laughs> no, but I, I was fine with it. What do you have at 15? That's where I put Witch Watch, because it's, again, same problems as last week. It's this crossover episode with me supposed to be caring about characters that I don't know, so it don't work. I got Cypher Academy here. Okay. What do you have at 14? Uh, 14 is where I put Fabricant 100. I know it's the super predictable turn, but uh, that's why I'm not a huge fan of it. Like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, because she smelled his blood, like, oh, you're way cooler than this chick, so I'm going to I'm gonna eat you instead. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. I also didn't love that, mm-hmm. but I have Glinka and Gluna here Okay, because I also felt like it was the super obvious, like, oh, I was trained by an elite group of people who all died in a Sasuke, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I hate magicians. Yeah. No, it, it's my number 13. That's um, right. I fabricate 100. Gotcha. So what do you got? Roughly at? the same for those. Yep. Yep. What do you got at 12? Uh, Tokyo Demon Bride. I thought this was fine. Like, you know, it's kind of a cute chapter and the, the mystery is pretty cool. I guess the like the random frog bit of like not being able to get a job just seemed to be like page filler. Like, yeah, I would agree. Like it's important to the themes, sort of, of. The, the chapter, but you could also have had it happen off screen and it would have been fine. Yeah, I like. I guess you know they also have the bit with the cat is having trouble with adapting to human society, so like that sort of makes sense. But it was fine. Uh, yeah, I've undead unlock here. Okay, because like I said, it just felt odd and off. Mm-hmm. What do you have at eleven? Uh, that's where I put the Ichinose family. Again, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of interesting. Now we're going to focus on the mom and what's going on with her and her having like she also seems to be having flashbacks to this time loop that the 
fake dad is currently who might not even be the original dad is kind of making it seem like they're in some like weird therapy program where they're trying to like because he was like man if you would just forget everything would be so easy yeah and i don't know if it's forget the last loop or forget the stuff before the loop like yeah you know what i mean yeah it's odd in the previous that seems to be like oh you could have done more to help this one seems to be like don't do anything yeah so i'm that's why you know but the stuff with the mom like don't remember, don't remember, don't remember is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I have Tokyo Demon Bride stuff okay. here. So what do you have at number 10? Uh, 10 is where I put the P's because I, I just you know thought it was kind of interesting. We're going to get a flashback to the one guy who managed to beat Lucky's dad in a piano battle. Yeah. I have Ichinose family there. So okay. Pretty much have, share your feelings yep. on it. What do you got at nine? That's where I put on Dead on Unluck. Um, I'm just liking the direct, like... Even though it had some issues, I'm still liking the direction it's going a little bit more than everything else. So it's like up here, but it's not. I think if it had, like you said, if it had been paced better, it probably would have done a bit better. Uh, that's where I put Mission Yuzakura. Okay. That's my number eight. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like we might close the line up here. Eight's where I put a kind of Banashi, okay. which was enjoyable, but like you said, exactly mm-hmm. just like what I expected and nothing interesting. Yep. What do you got at seven? Akanabanashi. <laughs> oh, that's where I put Witch Watch, actually. Okay. I found the, like, oh, well, I agree with you on the crossover characters. I found the, like, oh, the whole class did it twist to be, like, fairly effective. And I thought that was set up well enough last week that it was a good payoff here. And, I like, mean, it's a good way to use your crossover character because, like, the main characters can't deduce that because they're part of it. That is fair. I had literally forgotten the plot of last week's chapter, which is just weird it was like the what the oh yeah right they put signs up and so that kind of like murdered it for me what do you have at number six six is where i put sakamoto days same <laughs> what we probably won't line up for the rest of it but we might we might i thought you know like you said the the cool fight's good i like the bit with the mother or sakamoto's wife i both are true uh <laughs> coming in and being like you know uh all right, we're going to lock you in a room, and you two guys are going to hug it out until you're bros again. What do you have at number five? Five is where I put Mashal. Okay, me too. All right. I, I did actually like Mashal this week with the, like, the, he's lost the ability to use his hands, and he's like, he picks up a pillar <laughs> with his legs, and it's like hitting him with it, and just like, I like the joke of everybody being like, he's using his legs, and like, everyone says it, like, they're just absolutely floored that Mashal is doing this stuff. <laughs> Uh, the bit I really liked was the end where the villain is like, ah, you, uh, it would have been interesting, if you, but you were too slow. It is the eclipse in which I can unleash my full power. Meshel's like, you can only do that in the eclipse? That sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was actually, so that's another one of the reasons it went so high for me. It was like, man, you got a raw deal on that one. Like, I really like that bit of him being like, you're, you're only full strength under the eclipse? That sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. What do you have at number four? Uh, four is where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Same. All right. <laughs> Orbital laser. I expected it to go higher, but... Orbital laser is... I, the other stuff this week was just better, in my opinion. So, yes. But Orbital laser was good. The angel stuff is pretty interesting, too. So, What do you have at number three? Three is where I put blue box. Okay. Now, now we, we know deviate. the lineup. Okay. I really liked blue box this week. Uh, I just like the other two stuff a bit more. I, I put one piece at number three. Okay. A ton happens, uh, but nothing like crucial happens in this chapter. Gotcha. Uh, a ton happens and it doesn't feel disor- disjointed or anything, which is mm-hmm. incredible, but also that's what I expect from one piece at yeah, this point, more that's or less. Fair. What do you have at number two? Two is where I put the elusive samurai. Same. So we just flipped one and three then. Yeah. 
So, like you said, super emotional. I really like the bit where it's like, you know, he finally came back home. That's, you know, it's a very big moment. And so I also like when they get the the super shonen general, when he being like, wow, you're so tall. Do you think you could pluck the top off of Mount Fuji? <laughs> He's like, yeah. And all his retainers are like, man, this guy does seem pretty great. But we should also make sure to never actually let them do that. Because I absolutely see our Lord being like, go do it. What? Go pluck the top off of Mount Fuji. What? <laughs> and what do you have at number one? I put one piece of one. I think the Morgans bit is what really, like, Like I Morgans said, I've been, been thinking about Morgans this entire week and been like, oh, man, like, he's been on p- screen for, like, maybe 20 pages. Yep. And is he the best character with the least amount of... It's probably more of that. He got a fair amount in Whole Cake Island, but... He did, but... You know, it's just like, ah, he's hiding Vivian Wapole and he's like manipulating the the news like for his own benefit, but also like he's shown to be not altruistic, but like because he's against the world government, it also will like work out to his advantage or work out to like Luffy's advantage, even though right now, honestly, Luffy doesn't give a shit yeah. like what the world thinks of him. He has literally declared war on the planet. Or I guess he's declared war uh, war on the world uh, not, forever not, ago. Not Dress Rosa and not Fishman Island. Fair. Well, that's because they're not his... Alabasta, I get probably. He, he didn't explicitly exclude Alabasta, he... but I bet he's like, obviously not you guys. Yes, but he's declared war on the world government. So he's like, I mean, you can't really like get any more pissed at me. So who cares? I've already got the highest bounty ever. I don't think his is as high as Rogers yet. I think we saw Rogers in that flashback. Yeah, I don't think his is as high as Rogers either, but he's like, I've already declared war on basically everybody except the people who are my friends and even shanks is like on notice <laughs> <laughs> so i what whatever spin whatever story you like bro they you can't really get the navy any more mad at me the grand admiral wants to murder me so hard <laughs> I have blue box at number one. Mm-hmm. I thought the Kit Kats thing was really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also didn't even talk about Shinatsu talking to her like Kohai and being like, you just have to do this and this and this. And everybody like, hey, not everyone can practice as hard as you. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I, I guess also thought was really good. That was good with the the one girl being like, uh, you know, everyone's got a talent and your talent, Chia, is that you can put in the hours. Like there's a lot of people that can't do that. You know, oh, you just need to practice like, you know, 10,000 hours to master something. There's a lot of people who can't put in that time, even if they have it. Like, they just physically can't do it. Yep. Anything else you want to say about Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? Nope. All right. We read Haikyuu Volume 21 this week, and we'll be back to talk about that after our break. Uh, so, volume 21 of Haikyuu is still good, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Surprising no one. We got to the end of an arc, which feels like this could have been the end of the series almost. I don't think actually, because obviously they make it into the spring tournament. So. Yeah, that would be really weird to have the ending with them making it into the spring tournament. Like, yeah, we made it to the spring tournament. You know what else would be weird, Kevin? If Hinata just went to Brazil for a while <laughs> Yeah, but he pulls beach volleyball. I mean, but he does that after they get kicked out of a tournament, if I remember, or after like 
So that's that's the uh, hey, I need to go uh, learn beach volleyball season in the uh, or beach volleyball in the off season. Like I when know that's we get weird. To it, I bet it'll make more sense. I think it'll still be really weird. I do think it'll still be really weird, but I think it's like you know he goes like I'm gonna learn. I want to learn beach volleyball to get better ups. Yeah, no, I get it. It's training arc. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird way to. The end of Haiku seems really weird to me, mm-hmm. and like it did probably. Like I said, it'll be less weird in context, but I think it'll still be weird. really weird. Yep. But this is a really good volume. Yeah, I, I, in part because they win, and in part because they win after a deuce forever. Yeah, because it's the I think it's the fifteen, and they win with point twenty one. Yeah, which isn't that how long uh, or how a, a normal game a goes. normal game goes to? Yeah. So that like that's kind of poetic. Yeah, um, almost certainly on purpose. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, Four Eyes comes back at point at like match point. Yes, <laughs> like the twelfth match point. Well, they only went to seven match points, but you know what I mean. Yes, but at the at the final match point, like not the I guess he comes back at the first match point, like right when they've hit the oh shit. If they if they score another point, they win. Is when he comes back. Yeah. He tries to do a trap card block and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get an Otai flashback with the coach of the other team and how he was too short when he was younger. Yeah. And so he's kind of like looking down on Hanada the whole time. And then I like at the end of that, he asks one of the guys, hey, do you think he's about the same height as me? Yeah. It's probably still growing, though. <laughs> like, you know, just having this moment of like, huh, you know, maybe maybe it would have worked out. Yeah. Although he didn't get the chance, so. Yeah, that's the point of his flashback. His coach did not let him play. I know, but like, oh man, maybe it could have worked out. Yep. Yeah, I also really like how they went in the end with Hinata just like not going up, and everyone's like, "Wait, where, where, where did Hinata go?" And it's everybody else instead. Well, I think Hinata still is the one who scores the winning point. It, it is ambiguous. I took it as it was Hanada, but I you, also can read into that. You but. are correct. So uh, when they did the synchro attack, Hanada like faded into the background, as opposed to normally what they had been doing was he was going first to draw attention to himself, but he had faded in with the rest of the team. And I, you're right, it is ambiguous, but I think Hanada is the one who actually landed the spike. That is also how I read it, to be mm-hmm. fair. But it is ambiguous because I looked for confirmation of that and mm-hmm. was like, no, it's just a feeling. Yeah, really good. Is there anything else you want to say on it? I know we don't usually talk much on Haikyuu, but and this one's a really good one, so I thought there might be more to say, but I kind of don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's just the it's kind of the the issue that we had with Haikyuu coming in super late, people telling us it's really good. It's like, well, yeah, but you kind of have to like have been here for the whole match. And I mean, we've talked about bits of it, but you kind of just have to read it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is that downside of Japanese manga always just sticking to a n- set number of chapters per volume instead of a storyline. Yeah, you don't have as much of a through line. This is just the climax. Yep, this chapter almost, this volume almost, not quite, but almost starts on the deuce. Yep, that ends it, and it's in the middle of set five. Yeah. All right. You want to add anyone to power personality power level? No one jumps out to me, but if you want no, to, no, I don't, I don't think on, so. We can. All right, that'll do it for this week. A little short, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. Next week, we are going to read Kaguya-sama Volume, volume 2, War is Love. Wow. <laughs> Next week, we are going to read Kaguya-sama Love is War, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www. 
lastpodcast.com is my website where you can check out past episodes of the podcast as well as my other podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Is there anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everyone. Stop.